The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman. It's Friday, December 29th, and we are one day away from the Cowboys taking on the Detroit Lions. Don't be that person that forgets the game is on Saturday and then looks at your phone, social media, and all like, oh, they won or whatever. Don't be that guy. Saturday night, Saturday night football, Cowboys and Lions. It's one that a lot of fans have been waiting for a long time, uh, especially the halftime ceremony. Jimmy Johnson going into the Ring of Honor, finally. And uh, that should be fun to see not only just that interaction, but also you know the players that will that will be back to to celebrate that. There should be a lot. I know Nate Newton's excited about that. But uh, around that halftime thing, the Cowboys have a huge game to to play against uh, Detroit, and uh, we all know what's at stake there. The Cowboys got to stay alive for a chance to win the NFC East. Still, still on the table. Uh, Eagles aren't running away from anybody right now, but um, Cowboys got to do their part and win this game. All right, 888-855-2297 is the number to call. Uh, before we do that, I wanted to give a shout-out. We've done birthday shout-outs all week, uh, and, and this is one of those things, but uh, I want to give a shout-out to Rob Schultz. He probably listens to every single show and he has since we we started doing the storyline uh he's uh with my mom texarkana texas they watch every single day give some critiques uh happy birthday to him as well i know he'll be watching maybe not live but he'll be watching later on uh it's a big part of their day and, and that means a lot to me all right uh let's get it started tyrone is in georgia he i guess was just on talking cowboys doing the double dip with the storyline what's up yeah, I, I just can't get enough. I'm excited about uh, the playoffs coming up. Um, by the way, Happy New Year! And yeah. uh, I, I was, uh, I really enjoyed you getting fired up this week. That was that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I went. I had to go back and watch that one and see. It was like because a lot of people were like, "Wow, you were really into it," and I didn't notice it as much on the air. Went back and watched it, and was like. Yeah, tone it down a little bit, but you know, I mean, I, I mean, fans are passionate. I'm passionate. I mean, it, it happens as long as it's not too bad. No, that's what that's what makes it great. Um, and and you are generally very very patient with everybody, mm. and uh, it, you know, uh, but it, it was fun to watch. Yeah, I got a, I've got a little story, and then uh, and then a question. Um, I grew up in Dallas, and when I was about 10 years old, uh, my dad was a Gideon, you know, those guys that distribute the Bibles and all that. Okay. And uh, he asked me, he goes, uh, I've got a prayer breakfast tomorrow. Do you want to go? You'd have to get up about like 5 o'clock on the other side of Dallas. And I'm like, mm. Mm. He goes, uh, uh, by the way, Tom Landry's going to be there. Mm. And I went. Really? Huh. Count me in. So <laughs> nice. we drove across there, and uh, when I walked in the room, Tom Landry was sitting down, and he, and he stood up, and he walked over to me, and he shook my hand, and I was like, I couldn't believe how big he was. Right. And, and he goes, son, he goes, I'm glad you're here. He said, did you come to pray with us, or did you just come to meet me? 
And I said, oh. Both? I said, I got to be honest. I came to meet you. And he goes, good answer. He goes, I like somebody that's honest. And he went and sat down, and I just, I was in heaven. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, never met him. I never met Tom Landry. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, that's cool. Well, what do you think about this game coming up, man? Man, I think it's going to be tight. I hope people don't take the lines too lightly, you know, from their past records. Um, I just hope that we can uh, get get that running game uh, on both sides, yeah. you know, where it needs to be. Uh, you know, we we need to go into the playoffs with a strong and positive attitude. What, what do you think it'll take to spark them? Yeah. Maybe, uh, I think, you know, I was going to say, like, well, Jimmy Johnson going in the Ring of Honor, getting that crowd going. But I think the crowd will be going regardless. I think the crowd will be electric uh, for that Saturday night game. Um, you know, I, I think I think that they'll have a good week of practice. I think they've had a good week. So it, it's losing two straight. Losing two straight, knowing what's in front of them, knowing that this is a good football team. Um, you know, Dan Campbell and that group, you know, they, they'll be coming here ready to take the Cowboys head off. So, uh, I, I think, I don't think it's going to need a lot to be, to get a spark. I think, you know, this, this is, this team knows what's at stake and knows what they need to do in front of them. So, um, I, I think they'll be, they'll be ready to go, ready to fire. So, all right, Tyrone, thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Let's get, let's get right to Greg. He's in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, Nick. What's up, Greg? Hey, uh, kind of excited for this game. I'm really happy uh, Jimmy's getting in finally. Yeah. And uh, I remember when I first started driving a semi truck. I was I took a trip down to Dallas and I stopped at Texas Stadium during the off season. And I think it was like the '94, right before the '94 season, uh-huh. and did a tour of the Texas Stadium. And it was it was so weird how to, to see that arch in the field and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, took a tour of the um, like the conference room where they had all the flags and stuff, but they had every flag except one. Do you know what what flag was missing out of that room? No. What kind of flags are we talking about here? Like the the NFL teams. Oh, NFL teams. Probably Washington. It was one, it was one flag that was missing. Who? It was the San Francisco Forty ers and uh, the guy who did the tour, he just said that Jerry just didn't like him. Oh, well. And but um, but my uh, one of my favorite players when I was beginning to be a, a Cowboys fan was Mr. Doug Donnelly. Doug Donnelly, nice from uh, the Ohio State University. Yeah, I think yeah. I think fans kind of thought he was going to be the next like Golden Richards. I mean, they had the same hair, maybe even wore the same number. And it, yeah. and it was like this is the this is the new version. It didn't really work out, but yeah. Yeah, he had the hair like Tommy Wildfire, Rich, and Ric Flair, and all those guys. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But, uh, definitely. All right, all right Greg. Yeah, you, you have a nice weekend and enjoy tomorrow night. You too, Greg in Columbus, Ohio. I would say there's probably a lot of people from Columbus, Ohio here in this area right now as Ohio State takes on um, Missouri tonight in the Cotton Bowl. Um, maybe, maybe a lot of Ohio State fans there. I mean, there's Ohio State fans everywhere, but uh, should be should be interesting game. I mean, bowl games are bowl games are are, are just 
Interesting. I don't know how else you can say it. I watched some last night. You just don't know, you know, do they matter? Do they care? I mean, if the players that are playing in the on the team don't even care to play in the game, it's kind of hard to get everyone else involved. But um, uh, still, still something to watch right now here during the during the holidays. All right, Ron in Silver City, New Mexico. Hey, I uh, going hey, and just to honor your dad. Ron, six foot four, two hundred and fifty, story linebacker. Yes, story. So, nice. <laughs> so nice. He'll love so, that. Yes, <laughs> story so linebacker. That, yes, sir. Six foot four, two fifty. I can start. Dang. Yeah. Let's go, man. Let's go. Can you play? You, we, yes, we need you, Mike. We got a linebacker in here. Yeah. Awesome. What do you think, Ron? What's going on? What's on your mind? Okay, well, I got to start off with uh, I t- I've been on with you one time, and I'm a baseball player, so my mind's baseball. Okay. Okay. So, so six four two fifty would... baseball player. Yes, sir. Uh, Catcher yes, first sir. first base. I, I had a gun, so I'm in the outfield, and then needless to say, because of the size, they put me in first base, but I prefer third base. I I still still play two time world champ. Okay. Uh, high school, high school state champ, lots of any of me. Um, but right. my mind is right. my mind is is like baseball, and I Mike McCarthy drives me nuts. <laughs> I'll get, oh, let's go with the Dolphins game real quick. If he just defers, we have the football one more time in the second half. We win. If when we are at first and whatever you want to say, let's just go with the yard. You have a six foot four, two hundred and thirty pound quarterback four stinking times he dives for a touchdown he does not try to hand off uh one one time to the left side one time to the right side if you want to go you want to go the third but with that being said i need to start some controversy because i am a Dak fan okay but let me ask you a question trey lance how's he looking how's he looking uh at practice I honestly, I'm not going to even lie to you and tell you that that he's noticeable, because you don't watch practice. We don't really get to see a lot of practice, and where he's doing, what he's practicing a lot is he's on the scout team. So that's, I mean, from from my perspective, we really wouldn't know how he's looking. He looks tall, and he looks like he throws the ball around in pat and go session and stuff like that. That's not something you're really going to see a lot during the sea during our little 15 minutes of practice. So, okay, I'm I'm willing to take a chance. This is uh, this is what I would like. Let that go. Let's try to get a draft pick with a $60 or $50 which we're going to be good. Give me somebody somebody else's a free agent, stud linebacker, somebody's stud lineman, somebody's stud offensive lineman. And let's get a very good running back and let that go because we'll have all that extra money. Mm. Your thoughts? Um, okay. I mean, I, that's, that's your thought. I mean, I, and I, I don't agree with that. I, I, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep Dak. I'm going to, I'm going to keep him. I, I'm going to keep this thing going right here, honestly. I, that's, that's what I would do. Um, and, and you know, keep keep tweaking some things. I think Dak's still got a lot of football left. I think he's figuring some things out. I mean, with this, with this, you know, with the coordinator, and I mean, the, this year. I mean, I think he's been better this year. 
um, this wouldn't be the time for me to to let him go because I I don't look at it like he's it's eight years. This is what what he is. I I, I see a big difference this year in how he's playing and 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 you know the way that he's the way he runs the ball as well. Um, and and he's just playing like a football player that I've always wanted him to be. And so I I'm seeing it this year. So the money doesn't doesn't bother me. I mean, you, you got to pay quarterbacks. I I I just don't go to that theory. Um, but I, I know what you're saying. I mean, what you're hoping for is to do all that and find the next Brock Purdy. You know, that that's what you want. Because you can get a cheap $900,000 quarterback that can play like that and then have all these other weapons. Um, just, just look around the league. Just look around the league at all the quarterbacks that are playing. It's that's That doesn't really work. It, it doesn't work that way. Um, a lot. But it, it some, some teams do. Some teams it strikes gold. And it did in San Francisco. Um, you're not you're not wrong with that theory. I probably wouldn't go that route, and I don't think Jerry would either. I think Jerry would rather pay Dak and and try to make this work around him. That's what I think he'll try to do. All right, Pastor James in Midland, Texas, is our next caller. Hey, Nick, how's it going today, brother? I'm good, man. How are you doing, James? Doing well, doing well. I have a quick uh, cowboy story for you, right quick. All right, and then I'll go into what I. Okay, uh, my dad, you know, of course, I'm a pastor, and my dad pastored uh, for over 50 years, and that's the reason we moved to Midland. Okay. And when I was a baby, I was maybe two or three years old, probably maybe four at the most. Um, a young lady from our church married Robert Newhouse's brother. Okay. So they came to, I think the wedding was in Odessa, and... um. Robert Newhouse, of course, was in the wedding, and my dad was a huge Cowboys fan, and my mother really wasn't into football, but when my dad told her who Robert Newhouse was and they were introduced to him, uh, he ended up grabbing her hand and kissing it. And all I heard all my life and all their lives was how once Robert Newhouse kissed her hand, all she could say was, oh, I'll never wash this hand again. So... (laughs) So, you know, after that, she knew exactly who Robert Newhouse was. She may not have known who anybody else on the on the Cowboys team was, but, yeah, she she definitely knew who Robert Newhouse was. So that was my little quick uh, story nice. about a, a past Cowboy. Okay. He's now, I've been, trying to, I've been trying to get on for the last couple of days because I heard all of that pessimism and stuff going on that day that they kind of had you hot under the collar. But, like you said, everybody has their own opinion. But for me, who I've been a Cowboys fan all my life, I look at it like this. We're fortunate enough to have Super Bowl trophies in our trophy case where some teams don't have any at all. Mm-hmm. Now, true enough, we may have gone through a lull and people want to see things this way or that way, but I'm an optimist. And I really feel like that this team can really go further than they have gone before. I believe that last loss to Miami uh, was a loss that they couldn't you know, take and and improve on and say, okay, we went to Miami against one of the top teams and we played fairly well. It just, you know, it was just that we left too much time on the clock. But I just feel like people should be thankful for what we already do have because there's a lot of teams that don't have any trophies in their trophy case at all from Super Bowls. And, I mean, just just take it as a grain of salt. There's too many people that want to – talk so much about Dak and about coach and about this, that and whatnot. 
But just be grateful to know that we have championships. We want to see another one, but there's teams that don't have any. And I believe this week the Cowboys are going to come out with their hair on fire, with, with the great Jimmy Johnson being able to get put into the uh, ring of honor. And I just feel like they're going to come out just encouraged and ready to play, and they're going to win 38-24. to 24. All right. All right, thanks, James. Thank All you right. for the call. You too. Have a good one. You know, the thing the thing about that is, and, and I'm just going to display both sides of this, is you're right. When, when you, you've been around a long time and you know you have, sto- you have stories and your family has stories about Robert Newhouse and things like that, which I have, you know, I have a Robert Newhouse story as well. I don't know if I'll tell it, but, but I mean, I've, I've been a fan of his for a long time as well. But not, there's probably a lot of people listening right now that don't know who Robert Newhouse is because they, he played in a different, different time, different era. And the, these Cowboy fans, they don't really care about the five Super Bowls that happened because they weren't even alive or they barely even knew anything about them. And they heard their parents talking about them. They hear their grandparents talking about it. And they just want to experience it as well. And so, like, it's just different perspectives. Like, we can be thankful of things like that because we've seen it. But it's been a long time where, you know, I, I'm, I don't necessarily fault the fans that are like, man, you know, I, I need to see this happen now. Because you got to think about the, especially the, the callers, you guys, you know, that are on every day, listening to these podcasts, getting on the website, looking at stories, looking at it, at you know, the injury reports, just trying to get everything they can because they're living in the moment, and so you're living in the moment every single day. It's hard; you can't just rely on the past. You want you want this to be the moment. So I don't fault I don't fault your attitude for thinking. Hey, be thankful for what we have or what we've had. But you just got to remember, there's a lot of fans that have never had that at all. They don't even know what this is. So um, it's 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 for both. I mean, you just got to find find the balance. That's the key for me. All right, Michael's in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I uh, finally got your book. Uh, if these walls could talk, and it's kind of funny. It's, you you kind of read this book to us a little bit during your show because <laughs> there, there's a lot of a lot of stories. You saying I tell the same you... stories over and over? Is that what you're saying? Michael? Well, no, but you, you, you know, you, a few weeks ago, you basically read page one and page two by the Emmett Smith stuff. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. One thing I, I've got to comment about, just curious what you think. I've heard rumors, and I've seen little things, that there's two very successful coaches that might get excused from their jobs because they haven't done good in the past few years. And it's been mentioned, Dallas, get rid of McCarthy and get one of these guys. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to mention another team thing on the, on the you know. Uh-huh. But uh, I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, if I think Dallas is going to win their last two. That would be three straight 12-win games a season for Mike McCarthy. I mean, I, I, I can't see getting rid of him under any circumstance. That's my opinion. Just yeah, curious how you felt. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, and I think, you know, it's also, too, you know, him calling the plays. I mean, let's see what these last two games look like. But, I mean, I I, I feel like he's done a really good job this year. And, you know, he kind of he put it on himself. He said, hey, 
if I'm going down, I'm going to go down the way I think we should do it, and I, and let me call the plays. I, I I worked with Kellen. Kellen was here when I got here. You wanted me to work with him. I did. We did our best, um, but it didn't really work out. I don't necessarily agree with everything, you know, from a philosophical standpoint. So let me try it my way. And he's doing it, and and I think Dak is playing better than he's played, um, really ever, you know. And so, um, and especially doing it with a running game that isn't really there. So I, I think you can, you know, you can do some things to help him around it. But I think Mike's done a good enough job. Um, and, and I'd like to, I think we just got to, you know, run it back. Um, and that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to build it. I think Jerry has learned his lesson over the years of just quit trying to, to change up coaches all the time. You got to build continuity. You got to keep building this thing. And, I think Mike has done everything that you would want him to do other than, you know, you, you want to win in the playoffs. Um, but the problem is, is that other than maybe that first year when they did lose at home to the 49ers, but they haven't been the better team. I mean, they've been good, but they haven't been the top team. So, Michael, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Um, sorry, I thought he was off the line. Um, but, yeah, that that uh, that's just my opinion. I mean, I think I think he's had a good good football teams here, but you know they, they've run into teams that have just played better and are better. And right now, you know they still uh, jury's out on on where they where they rank with Philly and Detroit. But it's pretty clear that the 49ers are a better team. Doesn't mean you can't go beat them, but but I mean I think that that's that's kind of where they are. You, you got to get over the hump and and beat these teams. I mean just think, but like. Green Bay, you know, back in the '90s, with like Mike Holmgren, you know, like building the, the, this team, and they just couldn't beat Dallas or the 49ers. You know, they just weren't better than them. They and then until they did, until they got there, until they finally got better than them. But I mean, you didn't just say, "Well, let's get someone that you know they can take us over the hump." You know, I mean, you got to remember this guy has got them to this point. So now, I, I, changing coaches to me just seems uh, irresponsible. I, I wouldn't do that. Scott from New Hampshire. So our next caller, Scott. Nick, how's it going, man? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. Long time listener, uh, first time caller. Right. Got to say off the bat, I I'm not heard uh, one of your calls. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like a week ago. You mentioned you never had anyone calling from no. New Hampshire. No, like this is it. This I, is it. This is our first one. I, so I had to check that box off for you. I've tried in the past and never was able to get through, but lucky enough uh, today. And I was listening, and I heard it was a couple calls ago. I think it was James called yeah. in and was talking about how he just wants to be, you know, just positive and think about what we have in the championships. And I do, like, agree with that in a sense. Um, it started, like, how just the history of what our franchise is. Yeah. And just the pride in that. But, I mean, I'm 29 years old, and I've been supporting this team since, Geez, if I can remember, I mean, I, I grew up, my dad was putting me in a Cowboys onesie. So I've been, I grew up, you know, going through it, going to middle school and being surrounded by Patriots fans. And they're just winning nonstop and celebrating right. all these Super Bowls. And, you know, for me and people in like kind of like my age group, we've never seen it. Right, right. So it, it, it's tough to, to find that positivity that maybe James has and to reflect on those Super yeah. Bowl trophies and, because it is, it does feel like it's the same issues. You know, it's I've grown up through seeing the Romo era and you know even the Bledsoe era. But right. like, 
these years and we look back and it, it seems like it's always the same thing, whether it's a different coach or a different quarterback, it's the turnovers, it's the penalties, it's being undisciplined. And it's, it, it, it's frustrating because it seems like with even the changes with the, the Romo to Dak to, and these new players coming in, it's like those same things that are, you know, hitting us in the back are continuing to. Right. Right. And it, it's so odd that it's, you know, whether it's different faces and different teams, it's the same little things. Yeah. And, but it's, in saying that, you know, I remember the, the Giants year, very, very, you know, that was our year that we were 13 and three. We were going to win it all. We were the one seed and the Giants came in and they really spoiled our, uh, our whole time. And thinking that that team can do it, you know, if they can turn it on, Anything's possible. Right. Just punch your ticket into the the playoffs, and anything can happen. So I mean, there's you, we always find hope, and we find a reason to 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 think our team can do it. But it seems to, it's always ended in disappointment so far. But I'm I'm hoping I'm uh, I'm positive, and hopefully, uh, you know, we can we can finally get one of those. Scott, who who is the uh, is it New England? Is the, is that the number one team up there in New Hampshire? Oh, it's the Patriots. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, like Giants, Jets. Um, yeah, I'd say so. The New York teams kind of come come around us too, but they're also sort of like a rival. I mean, the yeah. Giants, and then obviously from their back and forth with the Super Bowls, and the Jets just being in the AFC. But I mean, growing up, that was they were they weren't even an afterthought. I think yeah. the only time they ever gave him an issue was when like it was Mark Sanchez and like Plaxico yeah. Burris were in New York. So like. Very different team. All right, cool. I I don't know much about New Hampshire, uh, um, but it, you know it's one of those states where I can't see myself going to. I mean, I might one day, you know, but just up there with Vermont, I don't I don't know what's there. I, mean, I am fascinated yeah. by it though. So it's uh, I, I would say yeah, it's it's coming the summer. Don't come in the winter if you're ever going to come. There's, uh, I mean, Adam Sandler. If you ever see one of his movies, he yeah. highlights Lake Winnipesaukee a lot. Okay. If you ever go get, get the chance, come out to Lake Winnipesaukee. Um, it's a beautiful place. I'm, uh, what movie is that? Is that um, is Grown that... Ups is one of them. Grown Ups. Okay. That yep, was thinking. Like highlighted camp. Yep. Okay. Campground. Yep. So he has the whole cast that goes to Lake Winnipesaukee, and he's wearing a UNH hat and things like that. But no, the mountain. It's mountains. It's lakes. I was thinking uh, like Mr. Deeds or something like that. Like that's what I, I thought. That's what you were talking I think, about. I think it, he, that actually might be mentioned. I think. I mean, a lot of it's featured in New York in, in Mr. Cool. Deeds, but I think New Hampshire is actually right. part of that as well. Scott from New Hampshire. I love it. All right. Thank you for the call. Knock off another state. Is it? I think Chris. Is it Montana? I think it's Montana and Rhode Island. I think those are our two that that we're not we're not really sure on. Uh, we did get Alaska. We've got Hawaii. Got Alabama. So we're rolling here. We got North Carolina. How about that, Eric from North Carolina? Hey, Nick. Good morning. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Um, I'm not quite as nervous as uh, when I called last week. Yeah. <laughs> calm down calm down a little bit. But uh, what I wanted to ask you was, uh, I wanted to talk about Pollard for a second. Okay. It seems, I know our our O-line uh, isn't creating the holes that, that we would like, but it still seems to me like Pollard is really pressing the hole, like really pressing the line. It seems like he needs to be a little bit more, of a patient runner and um 
Yeah. And I just wanted to, you, you know, you know, ask your opinion there. Uh, and then uh, a, uh, a question about the center. I know, I know, Biotish, uh, This is the last year of his contract, and I noticed the Cowboys haven't tried to re-sign him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just kind of a curious thing there. I that, know you don't want to talk draft, so I well, won't go any further. That's tricky. I mean, that that one. The Oddish deal is a little bit tricky. I think that they have looked into it. Um, I think his mm-hmm. long-term health is going to be a factor, too, uh, just kind of where he is health-wise. I mean, he plays through some things. but um, yeah, yeah, I know he always has ankle problems. He's got some stuff, yeah. And, you know, it's just one of those positions, like, can they get better there? You know, can they get – Oh, yeah. You know, does he is he ever – is he going to improve to the point where – you know, he he's. An, I don't think he's a liability, but I just think he's just solid. And he made the Pro Bowl right. last year. Um, there were some circumstances. Yeah, there. he did. You know, there were some. I oh, mean, uh, I think the Eagles guy went in, and there was a couple of injuries as well. Um, I don't see him making mm-hmm. the Pro Bowl this year. But uh, yeah, probably not. But going back to the Pollard thing, you know, Pollard mm-hmm. is a he's an undersized. You know, tailback. I mean, his speed and quickness is yeah. his thing. So, being yeah. patient is harder for guys like that because, on one hand, you could say be patient, find that hole, and then hit it. But he's also got to get there because he's not. Because also, when you're patient, that's when the the, the defense comes, and you're not going to be carrying yeah. defenders seven eight yards down the field. You know, like you've got to see it, mm-hmm. hit it, and go. And uh, you know, I thought. I, he does a he does a nice job with it, but but it's not you know he made a mistake the other day and he admitted it. I mean he he was like I should have gone to the outside. I thought it was an easier route to just go inside, and I think he was surprised that he got picked up and thrown down like that. I mean he was right there. He could sniff the the end zone, and uh, you know I still think that was probably the biggest play of the game because of what happened afterwards. Yeah, he just like swift and and kind of thin. I, I, I wish he had just dove. Ah, I know. You know, dove. If like, you just like, if you just dive, there's no way that they're, they're they're knocking him out. There's no way. Oh yeah, I, I, I was I was like, oh no, you know, it just yeah. That that is really. That, I mean, the best thing about our offense is our passing game, and uh, yeah, and uh, of course I'm no O line coach, but but I wish they would they would try a few draw plays. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it seems like that would work. Yeah, I mean, I'm I've always been a big fan of that of the of the the lead draw, um, but mm-hmm. they don't. Yeah, they they don't they don't do it as much. They they certainly don't. Um, but yeah, yeah, they, right. and it's like, and um, it seems like on it seems like uh, the Cowboys O line like 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 has never been a good screen team, which. Yeah. Which I know that takes all the O linemen to be, you know, um, you know, almost choreographed. You know, they have to work in athletic and get get out there in space and 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 have patience too. You know, that's one. Yeah, they haven't right. been they haven't been great at it. Um, you know, we we they've seen we we've seen it some. I mean, we we have seen it. They they have thrown it, but yeah, they they've never been they've never been great at it. Um, and I, I I can't tell you a good reason why that that is because. You know, you've had running backs that can catch the ball. You've had linemen that can get out in space. So mm-hmm. it's just it's one of those that just doesn't seem like it's it's a lot of it too is the coordinator. You know, maybe like and then the play caller just just their experience over the years on certain plays of what's worked for them and 
you know, and oh, that's, yeah. I'm sure that's part of it too. So, Oh yeah. I appreciate you. Right. And the last thing I'll, I'll leave you with is, uh, is like another favorite, uh, obscure player that I wish that we had longer than we did, which is, uh, Lawrence Robinson wide receiver. And yeah. I think we only had him for a part of a year, but he and Romo had such a yeah. uh, connection and, uh, yeah. and, and Robinson was so fluid and uh, I just wish we had a re-signed him. I think he went to the Bucks and did had nothing. Some, he had some concussion issues there when he when he went to the next team. I mean, so thanks for the call, Eric. Yeah, Leron Robinson. He uh, he was kind of a mystery because when he got to the Cowboys, I think what are we talking here? 2011, maybe 11 or 12. Those years, those eight and eight years, I get kind of mixed up because they're all like they're the same, but. He, he came here, and he was with Atlanta, and the Cowboys had a couple of coaches from it that had been with Atlanta and, and been with him there, and they weren't really keen on him. They didn't, I don't think, when he was with the Falcons, he was, you know, he was a young player and just didn't do a whole lot, and um, I don't think that the expectations were high at all, and he got here, and he had a really big uh, season. He had 11 touchdowns, you know, and he, he didn't do a lot. Uh, other than that, I'm not, I'm not saying he's Chris Carter. All he does is catch touchdowns. But, I mean, he, he, he had a good season, but he was just catching a lot of touchdowns. And that turned it into a contract for him. And then he, I think he had some concussion issues. He just wasn't wasn't the same. I want to say Jacksonville maybe is where he went. Um, but I could be wrong. But but he went he went, he went went to another team and just wasn't the same. Didn't didn't have that, that, um, that big year that he had here with Romo for sure. All right. Let's go with, um, we got a text question, Mark. He's from Elkridge, Maryland. He says, if the Cowboys get a first and goal, would you give the fullback the ball? I certainly would. I don't think one fumble should stop the team from adding another possible threat. Um, yeah, I would. I would. Especially the way he kind of, like, plunged in there without the ball. I mean, like, uh, but but I think, you know, he, he was getting first downs. I would do that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go away from it. Figure out what happened. There was some miscommunication. It sounds like I don't think he just dropped the football. I think there was some miscommunication. Figure that out, and and give him the ball a little bit more. You know, I mean, it, it's he was new and he still he still hasn't got the football a ton. So if you think it's something that can help, then you know, get back on the horse and do it again. All right, Rob in Vegas. Hey Nick. Hey Rob. I look at the Lions and I see the Cowboys. I mean, they're very similar. They're, they're both trying to prove to the league that they're good and that they could win. Uh, I mean, they got blown out by the Bears. We lost to Arizona. There's questions. Can they really beat, you know, good teams? Jared Goff is, you know, number one draft pick. Is he good enough? Dak is still trying to prove that he could win. Right. So I look, I look at these two teams, and they're just so similar. Uh, to me, they got Cowboys have to have this game because, first of all, it's Saturday night. Everybody's going to be watching. We lost two in a row for the first time, so that's out the window. Where you know oh, we don't lose two in a row, and now you're at home where I think we won 14 or 15 in a right. row. If you lose at home, now you got nothing to hang your hat on. I, I think. This game is, is simple. We are 0-4 when we don't get turnovers on defense. If we create turnovers, we're going to beat the Lions. Yeah, and, I agree. And 
And I think the score would be like 37-23 Dallas. I just think this game, I think the Cowboys are going to look at the Lions like it's the Lions. I know they're good, but there are certain teams, you know, like when Dallas looks at the 49ers, they say, oh, man, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying we're intimidated, but maybe we are. But they're not towards the Lions. And I just think. Is that that a good or bad thing? For this team, it's a good thing. This team yeah. don't like to get punched in the mouth. This team, like I said, is is fast break basketball. This team wants to, to to go up and down the field, offense and defense. They don't want smash mouth football. You talking about the Lions? Well, the Lions are going to try to do that. If they're smart, they're going to try to run the ball at us. They'd be stupid not to. And that's why the offense needs to be the defense. Okay. If we could get a lead, 10, 14 points, and put the ball in Jared Goff's hands. Yeah. Oh, I love our chances because he's not going to scramble out of there. And every time I envision Michael Parsons just all over him when I remember them playing him. Yeah. So I, but I think this is a, a, a must win. Not technically, but just psychologically. You, you, like I said, you, you're at home Saturday night. It's the Lions. It ain't the top dogs that you think who are the top dogs. Right. The Eagles and the 49ers. You got to beat this team, and I I think they will. I think if they create a couple turnovers, I just think this is this is the game that the Cowboys usually shine. Yeah. You know, I, on I agree. I think they will too. I think that in and the way it's kind of working too with you know they've lost two straight, and the and the, the Lions do have the record that would get your attention, and the Lions have won some games here. It it just seems like it's a good recipe for. The Cowboys to you know get back into what they're doing and take care of business and you know the Lions, hey they're good. I mean look at their record. I mean they are what they are. They did get their ass kicked by the Bears. I mean like a couple yeah. weeks ago. I mean like and, and you can say the same Cowboys against the the Cardinals, Cowboys against the Bills. It happens. I'm not saying that you're the Cowboys aren't you know can the same thing can happen to them. I'm just saying if if you've if you've been beaten by the Bears like this month. Then, then you can get beat by the Cowboys here at home. I mean, you can. They're, they're going to bring their intensity too. I mean, there's no doubt they'll bring it. But yeah, Dan Campbell is definitely. Yeah. Let's face it, he's good. He would love to win in Dallas. Right? Yeah. So especially Jimmy Johnson, right? But uh, I just think, like you said, and plus, I think it was the last team that played uh, the Lions. The guy threw for 400. Right. And I, I, I don't even know. I think it was Mullen or somebody. I mean, yeah. Ain't like uh, Dan Marino. Sure. So this is a Dak game. You know, right. let's, let's forget about the running game. It's it's we're never we're not having the the Emmitt Smith uh, Zeke rookie year running game anymore. A little bit of running. Let's get some big plays. Let's act cook and let's yeah. do our thing. And like I said, get a couple of turnovers on defense, and I think we could uh, blow this team out. Thirty-seven twenty-three. All right, sounds good. All right, Rob, thanks for the call. Look forward to hearing from you next week. Uh, I know you'll get in there a few times. Uh, speaking of doing that. Anthony in Rhode Island. Nick, it's a pleasure to talk with you. What's up? Uh, nothing much, but um, something tells me. A- hold on, though. Something tells me though that I, that I have you have called before. Oh, but no, 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 I haven't. Years ago, when you were on um, talking Cowboys, but I have. I've tried to call in, okay. but I've never yet to got in so to talk with you. But it is an honor to talk with you today. It's an honor to talk to you too. Here we go. Yeah, first time caller. And 
I I think it's first time state. I mean, I I don't know about we've had another one from Rhode Island, so we're gonna go with it. Doesn't matter now because it, we we definitely have. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, actually, I do have a story, okay. and uh, this is when uh, the Patriots were uh, training at Bryant College back okay. in the day. So I'm walking on the side uh, of, of the line to the field with uh, Bill Parcells, and I said to him, I said, hey, Bill, uh, I says, aren't you glad you don't coach the Giants anymore? And he says, and why is that? I said, you don't have to play the Cowboys twice a year. You know, and he just looked at me, he just looked, uh, gave like a, that's a Stupid. Yeah, know, yeah. Kind of, Bill's not gonna crazy. like that. Like he, he, yeah. He's like, we beat them all the time. Yeah. Well, not, not when they were that good. But not uh, all the it time. was just an honor to be near him and talk with him. Oh yeah, I got his fire uh, going a little bit. But oh, I'm excited about tomorrow night's game because of Deuce Vaughn. I, I feel like if they just utilize this guy's talents instead of just running him, ramming him through the middle, I think the speed that this guy has can really bring a spark to the team. I just wanted to hear what you had to say about that. All right. Thanks for the call, uh, Anthony. I appreciate that. Knock another state off the list. I think uh, uh, Wyoming, we're looking at you, Wyoming. And Wyoming, you're the Cowboys. I mean, that's that's where the Cowboys, the real Cowboys are. So Wyoming is the one that we're looking at now. I think that would be the last state. Uh, Deuce Vaughn. Oh. I have a hard time thinking that that he is going to just be the true backup here. Um, I, I if I were them, I'd get creative. I'd figure out a way to get Malik Davis on the roster. You can get him on there. I don't know how. There's a, there's a there's somebody you can you could move to injured reserve if you need to, or try to get back to the practice squad, or just outright release. I I don't know. I I think there's something you can do there. Uh, I would I would get Malik Davis on the on the team, but. Deuce, yeah, he's not going to just be your traditional back. He's not just going to come in and say, "All right, this is this is his series of of, of snaps." Uh, but you know, they've had him all year long. They know what he can do. They know that he's a unique player, and so they're going to have to figure out different different plays for him. You know, we talked about the screen. What what better player to run the screen than Deuce? Because number one, you got to find him. You got to you got to locate him, and then he's going to you know before you know it, he could be right past you. So. If the Cowboys can can and we've seen some plays if they can be creative with him, but you know he he's got to prove that he can kind of do it at this level. He's done it in preseason games, probably against guys that aren't on rosters. Like these guys tackle, you know these guys make plays, and you know he's got to be able to do that. He's got to be able to to you know make some make some guys miss in the open field and 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 kind of show that that I'm not saying he belongs, but he's got to show that he can make plays. On in regular season games, so not not easy to do. He's probably going to get opportunity to do that. I still uh, would figure out a way. I, I mean, from a special team standpoint and everything, I I, I think they got to try to find a way to get Malik Davis up there, if possible. Allen in Long Island. Hey, good morning, Nick. Just morning. a cu- couple points I'd like to make. Number one, something you said earlier always stuck with me, and it's so true. Okay, you you don't choose to be a Cowboy fan, right? Cow- cow- Cowboys choose you. You're still so right you. on that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not that's not my original. I mean, somebody told me that a long time ago about being a fan of teams, and and I always think that way. You know, it doesn't it chooses you, and so and and, and all these fans that are like, hey, I've never seen the Cowboys win. I've never seen them. You know, I'm young. I'm thirty. I'm twenty five, and whatever. I've never seen them win. Like, you know, and y'all deserve it. Y'all deserve it. But because but somebody passed it down and said, hey, we're we watch the Cowboys in this house. You know, and it's it's awesome. But uh. 
yeah. you know, you guys deserve it too. So, hundred percent. I mean, I'm the son of immigrant parents, and they don't know a damn thing about football, <laughs> American football. But uh, you know, being a little kid, what's the thing I see on TV? You know, I'm 36, so when I'm six years old, seven years old, what do I see on TV? I see the star on TV. Nice. So kudos to Jerry for that, and you know. That's the reason why I'm a Cowboys fan. And kudos all the way here in Long Island, you know. Kudos to you because living out there and 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 seeing other teams win, you know, you've seen the the Giants win a few times, you've seen the Patriots win. I mean, you've seen Eagles win, you've seen teams win up there, and and the Cowboys, you know. I mean, kudos to you for sticking with it. So, so I mean, yeah, hundred percent. I appreciate that. So, just two points I'd like to make. Um, Luke Schoonmaker. Obviously, we're playing the Lions, so I think Luke, Luke Schoonmaker. He's our second round pick. And you see how well Laporte is doing, but like I still love Ferguson. Ferguson is, to my opinion, I think he's our future tight end. And right. We saw that last year. We saw glimpses last year of Ferguson and how good he can be. He obviously has a connection with Dak. I'm just wondering, like you know, for, I believe Schoonmaker's a little older. I think he's 25 when we drafted him from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Do, do, are we having any regrets on drafting this guy when clearly we have a linebacker need, a running back need? That's that's my first point. You can. Uh, yeah. Uh, my second question is. Go ahead. Dak. Yep. I I do like Dak, and I'm not gonna hit it with a butt, mm-hmm. like everyone else did. But. <laughs> <laughs> but no did. butt. I'm sorry. Question about Dak. Obviously, uh, it appears that Jerry and him they want to sign an extension. Now, when you look at Brady, Rogers, they're obviously two of the all-time greats. He obviously took a pay cut. Now, Dak. I truly do think that Dak wants to win. But he's the quarterback of America's team. I see this guy on a commercial every 10 minutes. Yeah. Is is it possible that he would take a pay cut? Well, not a pay cut, but just take less money so that we could sign other players to help this organization win a Super Bowl? Or is that something he's not allowed to do because the NFLPA won't allow it? I'm just curious about that. If you can educate me and the other. Well, you I, the NFLPA, it'll. I mean, you can you can do it. I mean, look at. I mean, Tom Brady didn't take uh, a lot of money towards the end of his career, when he was clearly the best. So yeah, you can you can you can take whatever contract you want. They don't maybe they don't they they frown against it, and it's kind of a one of those things where the um, the agents you know they 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 want everyone to kind of be on on the level there. Um, but you know, Dak could do, take any deal that he wants, and um, he certainly could do that. And 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 and, and we went through that that whole thing, you know, um, with Dak being the quarterback, and and he can make more money doing that. But you got to remember this: you're you're right. You can make more money as the quarterback of the Cowboys than you could maybe in another team. That's that's a fact. But you're not going to get the same. I mean, it's a different job. It's a different for your for your life, for your livelihood, for your family, for your friends, for your own peace of mind. You deal with a lot more crap being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. So what what's the price tag for that? I don't I don't know. And I don't that's why I think it's always kind of balanced itself out. And that's why we've never really seen I'm gonna take less money because I get these endorsements. Because you get a lot there's a lot that comes with being the uh, you know quarterback of the Cowboys, good and bad. So I, I think it yeah. always that part just kind of evens itself out, and they pretty much get what they're going to get. That's my opinion right. on that. Okay. Gotcha. So, all right, Alan, good call. Thank you. We got one more call to make. Thank you uh, for the call, Chris in Corpus Christi, Texas. But 
I think you're a lot closer than that, right? Yes, that's right. I'm I'm at the Omni here uh, to start Frisco in town for the game. Nice. All right. Well, maybe we'll see you walking around there. We're gonna go get lunch here in a little bit. Maybe I'll see you around. What do you got? What? How's How's the star looking over here? Is this the first time you've uh, been? First time we've been. Yes, it's uh, we're overlooking the Tostitos Plaza. It's it's beautiful. It's nice. It's everything uh, I thought it would be. Yeah. It's uh, they they didn't cut any corners. That, that that's the line. Brandon Cook said when I interviewed him the very first time. He said, "I love this place. They didn't cut any corners when they were making it." And I and that just kind of stood out to me because they don't. I mean, they they don't do that when when it comes to building the stadium, building you know, building the star and all this stuff. And it's it's immaculate. It's really awesome. Agreed, agreed. No, so I've been longtime listener, longtime fan. Just wanted to call and uh, say hello to everybody. Congratulations on the show. I you yeah. know, I listened to them all, so you could tell everybody I said hello. All right. Uh, overall, I mean, just enjoying the season. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of folks that uh, that call in and complain about this and that, but overall, this is a it's been a great season. The ups and downs and everything we got going on, I feel like is uh, is all contributing towards uh, the end goal, which is uh, a playoff run and ultimately a Super Bowl title. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I agree with what everybody's saying as far as complaints here here and there, but overall, they just gotta sit back and enjoy the ride. Cause enjoy the ride. Be a good one. Enjoy the ride for hundred percent. Yep, and. Uh, you got anything else, or is that it? No, that's it. Right. And thanks for taking my call. All right, thank you, Chris. You know, I'll say this real quick. I got to get off the air. Cowboys break coming in, um, but this is kind of a weird time. It's I call it kind of the holding pattern because there's not a whole lot that's happening right now. They're going to make it to the playoffs. It's outside chance to, to to win the division, so you still got things to play for. You want to see this team win on the road. That's not going to happen right now. You're not going to see a, a road win. So nothing that's – yeah, they could beat the Lions, which will help your confidence, but nothing's really, really going to happen that will get you super excited and, and feeling better about how they do in the playoffs because we're just we, – they're running out of opportunities for that. So it's kind of – that's why it's kind of weird. You know, where where do we go? What what do you look forward to for these next two or three weeks? And so I, you know, I, I look at records. I look at – History of you know Jimmy Johnson going in and things like that. There's a lot to be excited about, but I do understand how it's just kind of this weird holding pattern for fans right now. But we'll see what happens when the Cowboys take on the Lions. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday about it. There'll be no shows on Monday. Uh, you guys will. We all will be celebrating Happy New Year. See if we'll be celebrating a Cowboys win. But we'll talk about it all on Tuesday on Cowboys Storyline for Chris Beam. I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you next week. See you next year. See you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?